Hey, Adam. Yes? Are you feeling motivated today? I am feeling motivated. Okay. Well, you just a second ago, you said you weren't. Yeah, it's all changed. Okay, good. Because you like you like this episode. I do like this episode. Because it's all about me, 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 me. My favorite subject. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily music and introspective banter coming at you. Are we about to get introspective up in this? I think so because of the, the <laughs> title. I mean, it's kind of required, right? Peter and Adam's background and motivation. I'm not clear about what we're going to talk about, but I have a feeling that it's my childhood and my parents possibly. <laughs> There's going to be a light shining in your face in Is a second. Is my therapist here? <laughs> Consider me your therapist, <laughs> Mr. Manis. No, I thought it would be fun. And you know, look, we've been planning this for 30 seconds now, so... Who knows where this will go? Yeah, yeah. But we thought it would be... So we were about to do an episode called... Um, you don't oh, even want our to... Our four favorite <laughs> slick turnarounds. TBA, that's coming. We're that's not going to abandon our four favorite slick turnarounds. We had a, a question from an email about this Brad Melville turnaround. It's super hip. And so I had three on the deck... And I wasn't motivated to get you to add one. Right. So I was like, Pete, I don't want to do that. Well, you were motivated to do that one today, but it will come. So the idea was like, let's talk about an old granddaddy and all. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we want turnarounds right now. So when I suggested, why don't we do this? was stolen from some friends of ours podcast where they did a great job just talking about, I thought it'd be fun, you know, talk about, yeah, yeah, you know, your motivation, both of our motivation and kind of what we do and why we do it. Not just this podcast, although we could certainly get into that. For sure. But just like why we play music, our passion for music, if we have a passion. Well, you know, I think what's going to be interesting about this is you said not just the podcast, but I feel like for both of us, I know from having several conversations with you about this kind of thing, um, the motivation for everything we do comes from the same place. Like whether that's the podcast. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Obviously having a daily jazz advice podcast is super lucrative. But uh, no, but but those motivations for doing whether it's a podcast or open studio or playing music or writing music or running or meditating, whatever it is, it all comes from a a similar motivation. So it'll be fun to talk about. Yes. Yeah. So uh, why don't we start with you since the light's already shining in your face. Hey, I love it. Let's go back. Let me me, me paint a picture. All these lights are here just for (laughs) me. Me? <laughs> Let me paint a picture for you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's paint it done here. Okay. Paint it done. Think about little Adam. Okay. Little no beard. No facial hair. Little blonde, freckled. Were you blonde? I was blonde. Wow. Yeah. You're yeah. like a you're like a little runt dog that changes over time. His hair color. That's true. Well, you know, my son Ivan was blonde, and he's already kind of going brown like me. That must be recent because last time I saw him, he had a lot of blonde. Maybe, yeah, maybe he was a little brown. No, it's going. it's coming in. It's coming in. It okay. happens, I think, to all the uh, all the, the people on my mom's side of the family. They're well, blonde, and then they're brown haired. That's right. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're gonna go back in time. Little Adam Manis. Uh, where did you grow up? High Ridge, Missouri. High Ridge, Missouri. Were you born there? Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, I'm jealous of that. I, I don't know that area well. I know it's a beautiful area. I've now, been close to, I haven't actually been in High Ridge. I'll tell you what, now it's very developed and it's very suburban, but when I was a kid, it was super rural and there was, you know, there were horses right by my bus stop that we would feed every morning. Wow. And it was awesome, man. It was like, you know, these beautiful, it's it's right at the start of where sort of the Ozarks might start. So. Mm these beautiful rolling foothills and all these uh, horse farms, dairy farms. Like it was a ton of great stuff to be around as a kid woods. As far as you could see my grandfather uh, who was from South St. Louis proper, him and his business partner actually 
<clears throat> bought the property that the neighborhood I grew up in uh, ended up being, and he was a, he was a contractor, like a construction contractor, mm-hmm. and they built all the houses. We were one of the first subdivisions out there, Camelot Gardens. They were very aspirational, mm. very fancy uh, for Jeffco. Coming and, on coming on the heels of Camelot in the White House with the Kennedys, or, or yeah, unrelated. Exactly. No, yeah, yeah, this was like early seventies when they started yeah. the project, right? Let's get Camelot going again. <laughs> exactly, and uh, yeah, and so, uh, but there wasn't very much out there. Like we were, like I said, we were one of the first subdivisions out in that area at all. And then by the time I was 10, it was already starting to like, you know, the sprawl of even even places like St. Louis, which people might not think is a very big city, but it's a city of 3 million people. And yeah. sprawl <clears throat> is uh, happening uh, uh, constantly here. So uh, now, you know, now it's like every other sort of sprawling suburbia. But back in the day, man, it was a beautiful place to grow up. That's awesome. Now, so your motivation to play, and it's interesting because you, you brought up before, I think so eloquently, you know, all the different activities that we do together and separately uh, and what that motivation is and what and, and we, we rarely take time to kind of stop and reflect on this. But I think it's very topical to why we do this podcast. And, and it's really, I think, as simple as uh, we love being connected with not only this music, but the community, the global community that it's afforded us to be connected with. And that kind of starts with you and I, too, like our initial connection. You know, we knew each other before we saw each other sure, yeah, yeah. because of the music and, right. and and partly because we played the same instrument and stuff. And, you know, really more secondarily that we were from the same general city because we didn't grow up together in the same area. Yeah, yeah. And I'm older than you. Uh, we don't like to say older and wiser. They do normally go together. No, but, but we didn't actually mean until we were already adults and well exactly and exactly yeah, yeah. but i think that you know as you get older you know being connected with people that have a similar motivation to want to do something with their connection with this music beyond just like yeah i want to play gigs and i think that's certainly something we have in common is like it's all about playing always and it always sure. will be yeah absolutely. but you know some of the other things that we do like this podcast can you just kind of talk about that like what because i mean what are we 400 and something episodes in like you don't keep that. doing this if you're not motivated to do it you know yeah or the podcast yeah yeah we're more than 400 episodes in i feel like at this point we're like we're we're, we're well into it's like a through. thousand yeah, at least a lot man yeah, we gotta a couple keep, thousand. we should have some kind of celebratory episode i don't even know where we at oh, where we where we are we, andrew <laughs> yeah we should because we rarely celebrate as we're <laughs> as we're actually hey, doing every day is a celebration exactly man. yeah uh, so what was the question well no just kind of your motivation i think people know and understand yours and our motivation behind the music but your motivation behind wanting to do more with the music than is normally thought of certainly as young adam growing up in high ridge was thinking about but just you know you know you're involved with open studio as creative director you know um creative force behind the podcast the teaching forming i mean you have a great band it's not even a band it's beyond that it's a it's a very unique group called the 442s but things that are not just like yeah i heard the blues and wanted to do that you know but but all these things that are kind of beyond that you know i mean for me the the older I get, and this really kind of started in my late twenties, because I I did just spend so long just wanting to be a player, and and also a songwriter. Player, exactly, yeah, a player and a player. No, uh, I wanted to write songs, and I wanted to be just the best musician you could be, as I think uh, all of our listeners will understand, as you understand. But then at a certain point, you realize that like, what am I enjoying out of this? Um, more than just the music itself, which is, will always be sacred and will always be the primary reason, number one. But what are the other things that I have talents at? What are the other things that I really enjoy doing? And I realize that communicating with other people is something that I just love doing. You know, I could sit in this room and talk to you about music or, frankly, anything for hours, 
and I'd be just peachy with it because it's that's good because that's kind of what we do. That's what we have to do to keep this going. But I think that's why we've been able to keep a daily podcast going for over two years now is because we can do that. And I know you feel the same way. But you know, I'm always out and I'm always wanting to to be playing with people or writing with people. You know, uh, collaborating with people. I love working on big projects where I can just you know uh, help be a cog in something greater than myself happening. I think it's one of the great gifts we have as musicians is that sometimes we get to step out into the spotlight and be uh, seen. And then sometimes we get to step back and they're both equally enjoyable to me. Like sometimes it's as fun to be playing a part in something greater than myself as it is to be the star soloist of something. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I think we always kind of connected with that on that in on an intuitive level and i always wonder about you know how much um i mean we both you know kind of well you really play you know multiple instruments but sort of with piano being our main both of our main instruments how much the instrument as you get more advanced and play for longer starts to frame who you are almost as a person or help you to connect with those parts and the piano you know being a keyboard player it really lends itself to collaboration to support to being a leader but also being able to support to being an arranger to kind of holding things together uh to wanting to kind of push things to not just sort of wait on the sidelines for something else to happen there is this there's a personality type to pianos uh, pianists. Yeah, that genius. We, we no, call it genius. Control, or control freaks. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, one of the two. Or both. <laughs> so I have a question for you. So I knew, I, I always knew that I would be a musician just from when I was five. Yeah. When I first started plucking out notes. What did you, what, you think you were going to be from zero to five? <clears throat> uh, lawyer. Okay. I oh, think wow. was, I know. I was super. So aspirational. I know. In yeah. kindergarten, I really wanted to be a lawyer. But no, I, I really, it was kind of immediate. Like I was like, this is it for me. Like I love this. Mm-hmm. When did you know that you were going to be a musician? Because you think, started when you were like two or three. Yeah, I started really young, but I think um, I think by the time I was uh, maybe like really nine or ten or something is the earliest I can remember thinking about anything approaching like what am I going to be doing, like or if I was going to be doing music as a profession, right. which is weird because you know a lot of times people like both of my parents are professional musicians still right. are and right. like so it wasn't like a kid that's coming up where that's not even an accepted career choice it's like the family business yeah, yeah. i mean if you're if you grow up and you know your father is in the is 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 a professional baseball player that seems like a realistic thing sure. if, but for anyone else i want to be a professional baseball player everyone's going to laugh and be like well you have a one in a million yeah. chance you know so it's so funny when it's really one in a million for both of them actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's no difference no, i think it's funny when i said i was 5 and i i wanted to be a musician i really wanted to just be michael jackson at that point right like right. i didn't know what it, what it would mean to be a professional musician that it was much later you know probably when right. i was a teenager or something yeah i was kind of and actually even now that i'm thinking beyond 9 like i really had aspirations to be a professional soccer player. Like I remember thinking about that because at that time in St. Louis, we had a professional indoor team. Steamers, man. And yeah. yeah. And like we used to go down and see them a lot. They're and like ran. Yeah. I mean, um, slow, Slobo Ilyes. Slobo. Yeah, Slobo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, I got to meet some of those guys in clinics and I was like kind of playing, I mean, not at a high level, but if, you know, to a little kid, you thought you're playing at a high level. And, and that was even after that was more when I was like 11, 10, 11, 12. We had a little team in the Catholic league or whatever. Nice. So, you know, I was thinking of that. And then there was a short period. I'm embarrassed to say, well, I really wanted to be a professional criminal. 
And in fact, I got into yeah. This fun fact, I got into trouble because you know I think became a jazz pianist because it was less respectable. (laughs) Yeah, drop down and give me twenty Lydian chords that you're gonna steal. No, I remember. I think it was like second grade. It must have been because I was still in public. I was going to Delmar Harvard Public School, University City, and uh, you know we had to make a drawing or something of what we wanted to be and it was like a fireman or a doctor or not a jazz musician you know but i did a crude drawing of myself with like a you know a criminal's mask on and like a knife or something and the only reason i remember this is because of course my parents were called in to like and and, and me for a meeting with the principal's office or whatever mr roach i remember him very well and um, like there was something wrong with me, but I was like, that seemed cool. And I was really, I was watching so many cartoons at that time, Saturday morning cartoons. There was the, uh, it was a kind of a glorified criminal. Uh, what was his name? It was a little dog. It was a little dog. I'm looking at Alex like he remember. He wasn't even born, man. No, of course. Um, but he would uh, Hong Kong Fooey. Oh yeah. Number one dog in town. This might know? not be appropriate. And he would put like a mask. <laughs> oh yeah. Ooh, that's right. Sorry. Hey, the '70s were a little different, man. <laughs> Actually, this was probably early '80s. But they. Um, you know, he would put on like, but he was kind of a Robin Hood of the hood, right. as, I rem- as I recall. <laughs> yeah, I remember the show. Yeah, this was definitely not. This would not be able to be happening right now. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag <laughs> not politically correct. Um, but but what was the name of the show though? I I th- was that his name? Hong? I think it was Hong, Hong Kong, Kong Fui, Fui. Unfortunately, the PH or an F? We don't, don't know. know. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we're gonna link down to some YouTube Let's videos not. that are probably <laughs> that have probably been removed due to. Uh, no, but it was like, I think it was kind of based on that. I thought that little dog was cool, you know? Yeah. So and a so, little, uh, little criminal. Yeah, yeah. So there was that. And I also thought, I was like, I feel like I'm kind of smart. I feel like I could do that well. Yeah. You know? I could get away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, no, in general, like, I I, it, the, I connected later with the, actually much later with like, I'm going to do this as a job or career. Although in a, in a weird way, I never consciously was like, this is what I want to do. I played a lot. And I think as the sports thing it didn't necessarily fade, but it like my ability to become a professional soccer player, you know, it's just natural as you get older, you get better, but you don't get that much better. And then it's kind of like, Ooh, maybe that won't happen. And then at the same time, I was really just still playing music. And then we started a band, you know, when I was in like eighth grade or seventh grade, maybe even we even started getting some gigs. And nice. so like all of a sudden I was already before I decided to do it, I was somewhat professional. I yeah. remember joining the union when I was in like ninth grade because I had to do some gig and nice. I had to go audition. I might have been in eighth grade. Nice. And so then it's like, yeah, this is what you're doing. And yeah. I, But I enjoyed it. So I, I never became like a, oh, got to grow up and do this. I'm just like, let me see if I can still, to this day, let me see if I can still ride the wave, you know? For sure. And I think we're both lucky to have grown up here in St. Louis where, especially at the time we grew up, uh, uh, so many gigs to play. Yes. Even when you're young, you know, I started too when I was 15 yep. just working and that kind of puts you on a path for something. And it's awesome. And it's so interesting. <clears throat> Even like, I think part of the fun and motivation for me has turned out to be for this podcast, like conversations we've had on and off air, um, about connections we had. Cause we came up, I think about 10 years apart yep. you know, on, on a similar scene, but we work with some of the same gigs yeah, like man. Willie Aiken, you know, these legendary sax, saxophonists, Freddie Willie Washington, Aiken, Freddie Washington, yeah. and kind of got that great on the job training. Yep. Um, and we also came up both in really good, um, music and band programs. I had really good private teacher, but also good band yeah, situation. I know lucky, you had a great lucky for that. Yeah, and so which is kind of a St. Louis tradition. Unfortunately, it's it's faded a lot. Although we have some great young Harvey band Lockhart. directors, Harvey Lockhart, sure. and um, up at Normandy is uh, Bernard, Bernard Long. Long. Yeah, yeah. Big shout out to them. I mean, two of the finest young band directors in the country happen yeah. to be here. And um, but it's always been something that 
you know, has been stripped away. Lester Groves and Kirkwood, too. Got to oh, yeah, absolutely. Kevin, and Kevin. Patrick yeah. Uh, Jackson, yeah, the, yeah. the orchestra. Yeah, I mean, there's, they, it's, it's, this is one place that it hasn't faded away completely, which yeah, is great. Awesome. Oh. So what about jazz, man? Because, you know, for me, I obviously, like, I started playing jazz gigs when I was a teenager. I went to the new school in New York and yeah. was playing around New York for a bunch uh, doing jazz, mostly jazz stuff. But I don't consider, like, I never considered myself, I'm a jazz pianist, yeah. primarily. You know, right. I, I've always been interested in in pop music and the indie scene, and string writing became a thing of mine in my 20s as well that, that I wanted to get better at. And so... But you you were on this track of you were on the young lion train. Man, I had I had the 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 lion mane the and big suits. <laughs> the big suit. That was our that's what we call our lion's mane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got kind of I mean, but that was really just um sort of situational. Although I, I loved those musicians and that sound, so it was a very organic thing. But it just happened to be of when I came up. Yeah. And kind of who I met. And you know, <clears throat> Wynton Marsalis really was a huge influence on on myself and Christian McBride and Roy Hargrove and countless others. Um, those are just the ones that everybody knows. Mark Whitfield, Marlon Jordan, and like. But what was cool about it is like that's how I met a lot of those. Like the reason I met Roy Hargrove at the IAJE convention in Dallas was because Winton. I had just seen Winton when he came to St. Louis, and he's like, I I think he. I mean, I, I just remember him saying, and I used to like write notes down. Because, you know, that's the only way you could remember something back then. And I would write these names of people down. And so he's like, yeah, man, I'm going to tell you some really good. Because he was, Winton was traveling around and like he was the, that's why I said he was like the modern day internet before the internet, connecting people and stuff, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. old school. And so when I went down there, I was like, maybe Roy Hargrove's here because I know he's from Texas. So I didn't realize Texas is a big state. But it turned out he was there. Oh, yeah, and he's I saw down here in Texas somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I was like, my first time ever going to Texas, I was like, maybe I'll run into him while yeah. I'm down there. It's only bigger than France. <laughs> Not a big deal. Yeah. And, uh, but then I got to meet him. And, but, you know, his name meant something because Winton said it and he's a trumpet player and he was like around my age yeah so you know it was just that that kind of and then when we went up to new when everybody went up to new york and i kind of i mean i was in new york a lot but i was also in new orleans on that kind of parallel scene too but it, that had its own sort of young lion scene which was cool brian blade and chris thomas victor goins yeah. um bryce winston a number of great players so it was really a learning experience for me along with the kind of older players like we we both got growing up here in st louis carol Be carol beth true and sure. paul demarinus all yeah. the webster folks yeah. willie akins um i mean so many yeah i mean it, it, and you take it for granted when you're coming up but uh Maurice Carnes, you know, learned oh, a lot from yeah. that guy. Still am. I love know. Maurice. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Well, I think we uh fully uh dealt man, this was uh man, you look you, you look like you've been to a to a um uh, therapy session, man. I feel great, but like a good one because yeah. you're smiling. You're ready to write a check. I'm, you know, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Are you man. ready to re up for next week? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, oh. I'll see you Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Are you <laughs> available for five episodes next week? I am, of yeah. course. Yeah. So we want to give a big shout out and thank you to our listeners. Um, there's one individual who shall remain nameless today. Um, unless I get the spirit, I don't know. But we we love all the listeners. Um, you know. Sir, Sir Lovelace of Milwaukee. Oh, we, we, of course, he's at the top of the list. But we love all of our listeners. He's just indicative of the love uh, and the YouTube commenting that you guys have. Leave us a comment on the YouTubes. I know this episode isn't on. Where do they leave comments? We're always telling them that. Maybe we should have them tweet at us. Because we haven't done that in a while. Are you on Twitter? Yeah. What's your, what's your Twitter? What is your Twitter handle? Uh, it's just Adam underscore Manis. How boring <laughs> is that? And I'm... Uh, at I am Peter Martin. So give us a tweet. Let us know what's happening. And until next time, you'll hear it. <laughs>